fight me. Praise God. Genesis 22 and 5. And Abraham said unto his, to his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it up on Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here, I am, here am I. He said, my son, he said, behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. They came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. The angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket, by his horns, and Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Let's pray. Lord, we're grateful for your word tonight. Thank you that it's anointed. Pray that you would touch my lips tonight to speak under the anointing. Touch the congregation for receiving. Help us, Lord Jesus, to go away better Christians tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says amen. You may be seated. Praise God. I'd like to preach for a little while tonight on it's time to set Isaac free. What an incredible story. I can't imagine binding your pastor up when he was a little boy, stacking wood on his shoulder and make him carry it, go way up the mountain and then binding his hands and binding his feet and lay him on an altar and, and uh, getting ready to slay him and offer him up as a burnt offering. What an amazing trial that the Lord caused Abraham to go through. His only son that he had waited on for years and finally got that boy, the promised child, and now the Lord's telling him to sacrifice him. And here they are going up the mountain and... Uh, and they're getting closer to their destination. You know what? Abraham told his, his young men, he said, the son and I are going to go worship and then we're going to return. Abraham was a great man of faith. I want to be, I want to be a man of faith, don't you? I don't know about tomorrow. I don't think anybody does. And I think it is such a terrible waste when people call a 1-900 line to try to find out what's going to happen tomorrow. To be straight up, I don't want to know what's going to happen tomorrow. When they told Apostle Paul, said, when you get to Jerusalem, they're going to bind you. I'd have stayed away until I was about 99 and a half. <laughs> but he went anyway knowing he was going to be bound. But what Abraham didn't know that when he was coming up the mountain that, that that replacement sacrifice was coming up the other side of the mountain. 
You see, I can't see over the mountain or even past the bend in the river of life, but I've got confidence in God that he is absolutely in control. I know there's nobody like him in all the earth. That we are his people and we are the sheep of his pasture. That's why we entered his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise tonight. I don't know about you, but I feel like it's a privilege for me to lift my hands and love the Lord tonight. He's a great God and he's a good God. He's a promise keeper and he is a deliverer and he is a provider. Praise God. I'm glad to be a child of God tonight. You can shake hands with a poor boy with my left hand tonight that owns everything. Praise God. I've got, a, I've got a father that owns a cattle on a thousand hill, and we stopped there. But he says, I own all of the animals. The earth is mine and the fullness thereof. Well, why should I worry or why should I fret? Just because I can't see the bright side of today that it's not coming. I'm here to tell you that we are in for a replacement when we need it. Why should Isaac stay bound? Man, he looked over, there was a ram caught in the thicket. He didn't leave the guy on the altar anymore, but he cut him loose because God was the provider. And he sacrificed that ram there in the stead of Isaac. And I know one thing about Calvary. I've been to Calvary and I can say I've seen the Lord tonight. But I know he hung on that tree and he bled and he died that I could be replaced and my sins could be covered by that blood that flowed down that old rugged cross. You see, I walked in this place tonight. I don't have any guilt. I don't have any shame. I don't have any sin. Do you mean you're perfect? No. I would really be upset that that doctor set my finger crooked and I have to have it rebroken if I've been a perfect person. But I know doctors are not perfect, and I'm not perfect. I just have to have it corrected. Praise God. But I'm telling you what, I'm not trying to get into the kingdom by my own righteousness. No, sir, because I know that it's not in my works lest I should boast. I didn't go to Calvary, but I'm telling you, he went there that I could come to him and I could be covered by his blood. There's nobody like him tonight in all the earth. Praise God, hallelujah. But sometimes we get bound up by the things of this world. I was reading a, a, a note that I've had for years and it said back in the medieval times there was a, a blacksmith that had been arrested and incarcerated and they had him in the dungeon in chains waiting on his execution. And he thought, I think I'll just escape. I'm a blacksmith. And he began to examine the chain that had him bound and he realized it was a chain that he had made and he lost all hope that he couldn't be free. You see, some of you are bound by chains of your own making. But I want you to understand something tonight. There's not one single chain that you've ever been bound with that can hold you down because I'm serving the chain breaker. Hallelujah, who the Son has set free, he is free indeed. No matter where you've been or what you've done or who you are, I'm here to tell you, you've entered his house in the multitude of his mercy and he wants to set you free tonight. 
Jesus stood in the synagogue in Luke the fourth chapter and he began to say, the spirit of the Lord is up on me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of the blind, sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the good and acceptable will of the Lord. He said he came, his purpose was to set people free. Why are we here in this house tonight? It's not a Pentecostal massage parlor where we just pat everybody on the back and tell them how good they're doing. There's a little pat on the back helps every now and then, doesn't it? Everybody likes to hear it every now and then. Little, little branch at the Ripley Church. How old is he, honey? He's one. Just started walking not long ago. But when he comes to the door, he sees me. He makes a beeline for me, and he runs to me. And he's trembling when he gets there. He's so excited. I thought, man, I wish all the saints were that happy to see me. <laughs> I've got to get that on video before he, gets, before he gets old enough to realize probably not a good thing for little boys to do. <laughs> but he'll, he'll reach for me and get in my arms, and he stays like five seconds. I think he stayed about 30 seconds today, and then he wants his grandma or his mom. But that, that thrill of reaching up and, uh, and getting a hold of the pastor, praise God. I'm telling you what, but we're in the place where the love of God yes. is in this place. We didn't come here just to brag on each other and make each one feel good, which we do, and I'm glad we do. But we're a hospital, and we're a black, blacksmith shop. You might, if you could hear the chains that you're bound with, you'd think it was a spook house in the middle of town on Halloween. Chains are rattling. If they could rattle, you'd be surprised what you'd hear when people walk in these doors. But I want you to know that those chains can be broke asunder through the power of the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You see, people are, are uh, offenders of the gospel and of the word. Matter of fact, the Bible says all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every one of us. Paul looked at him and he began to tell who couldn't make it. Adulterers and fornicators and liars and, and thieves. And, and he looked at his congregation and he said, that's what you were. Such were some of you. But now, what does that mean? Well, you used to be bound by chains, but you're chain free tonight. Praise God. Because there's an altar in the house of God where we can die out to our sin. And then we can be buried with him in baptism. And after we're buried, we rise in newness of life. And we leave all of that debris that's been chained to us down at the bottom of the baptistry. And we're brand new creatures in Christ Jesus. Praise God. I'm glad I'm free from the guilt of tomorrow. Praise God. Psalms 42 and 5 says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou this quieting in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Man, David, I was reading about David in Psalms 44, and he said, God, I feel like you've offered me up as a lamb to the enemy to have for dinner. He said, I feel like you've sold us, and it wasn't even any profit for you. And David said, I'm in, I'm in confusion. 
Have you ever been confused and, and you don't know why things happen? I come up the driveway, went down, my truck was in the shop, and, and I, I, I took, took her van down there and put the garbage cans in it. And I come in, and, and like I said, if you're going to be d- dumb, you got to be tough. I pulled in the garage and shattered the back glass out of her vehicle. Then my dishwasher broke down and my refrigerator. Now the hot water tank's going out. I turned over the bulldozer. I broke the boom off the bulldozer. And I'm thinking, I told her, I said, this can't be happening. Everything to me just bam, 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 bam. Now I about cut my finger off. You know what? Stuff just happens. You stop upset me. Have a pity party. You ever had a pity party? Oh, God. And I told somebody, I said, I don't even like that song. Uh, why me, Lord? What have I ever done? <laughs> I don't even like that song, but I've felt that way before. <laughs> Do you deserve even one? Well, I was, I was thinking like of, of, the, of the troubles I, I've acquired. But I'm telling you what, stuff just happens. And, and sometimes things get in our way. Uh, your pastor and his brother used to sing a song together without music. It's trouble's in my way. I got to cry sometime. You ever feel like that? So much trouble. Got to cry sometime. Lay awake at night. But that's all right. Because I know that Jesus is going to fix it after a while. I know that weeping may endure for a night. But I'm telling you what. The God that I serve is going to bring joy in the morning. He's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. He's a pilgrim staff in the traveler's map. And he's a sinner's savior. And I'm telling you what. He's the saint's provider tonight. Praise God. You might be going up the roughest time in your life, but I'm here to tell you victory is coming up the other side. I don't know how it's going to happen, and I can't tell you when it's going to happen, but I'm here to tell you that it's promised that he's going to deliver you. Man, he's an amazing God tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many times have you, have you really noticed that you've been bound by chains? Chains of guilt. Guilt's a terrible thing, isn't it? Well, I sat in the seat and feel guilty over something you did yesterday when you can get it taken care of right here at the altar. Why do we do that? But you don't know what I've done. I don't even care what you've done. And even the Lord said, if you're guilty of the least, you're guilty of the most. So you can't categorize sinners and say, well, he's a bad sinner and then that one's not too bad and that one's a a good sinner. No, because sin is sin. I don't care who is sin. You can't get to heaven in your sin. But I'm telling you what, no matter what size of sin it is, tonight you can come to an altar of repentance and you can leave here without any guilt because his blood will take care of the guilt problem. Hallelujah, there's nothing like the Lord today. If you came here with shame, he wants to deliver you from your shame. You might have multitudes of regret, but he wants to take that regret away. You might have been accused, abused, and used, but he wants to deliver you from your past that you can stand and lift up holy hands with joy in your heart, a praise on your lips, a dance in your step, 
I feel good tonight. Not only physically, I feel good spiritually. See, why you feel good? Because I don't have any sin tonight. Oh, you've been really good. No, I've just repented over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> Get up in the morning before daylight. Kneel down at my chair and say, Lord, I want you to forgive me this morning. Praise God. Paul died daily, and I've always heard that meant that he repented every day. I just want to keep a good repentance, don't you? That doesn't mean I'm going to go out and stretch grace to disgrace, but we all make mistakes once in a while. But I understand what the Bible teaches, that my guilt is no match for his amazing grace. No wonder John Newton penned the words of a song when he was out in the ocean and getting ready to die in that horrible storm and he had been a slave trader and he'd have been abusive drunkard but he said God if you'll save me and let me live I'll serve you all the days of my life you know what he was saved and he repented of his sins and he began to, to serve the Lord and he penned the words of that song amazing grace I'm glad for grace Dottie Rambo wrote that song, Amazing Grace, You'll Always Be My Song of Praise. For it was grace that bought my liberty. I do not know just why he came to love me so, but Jesus looked beyond my fault. Broke away my chains, and I'm free. I am absolutely free tonight in Jesus Christ. People don't understand, and they go through things. They go through depression and they make excuses and, and they've been abused and they don't understand. Those chains are heavy and they're draining and, and they even cause them to have health issues. But you can be free from that. Those chains have ruined relationships. They're destructive chains. But I want you to know the power of the cross tonight. Chains hold people back to where they can't get victory in the Lord. But he wants to be the chain breaker tonight. Praise God, there's people that's not going to make it to heaven. Fornicators and adulterers, 1 Corinthians, I've already quoted it. Adulterers, effeminate, abusers of themselves with mankind, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners, they shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Praise God. Don't you ever get tired of hauling that stuff around? I see people in the little town of Ripley and they just, they got their head down. And they're walking and they look hopeless. I tried to encourage the, the waitresses. We, we tried to build a bridge with the waitresses and, and, uh, and become friends, and we have. They, they want us, they want to be our waiter, our waitress when we go in because we treat them good. I was in the restaurant the other day, a mom and pop place, and, and the owner came over and said, Would you pray for me? That's twice he's requested prayer. Yeah. You know why? I don't care if you own the biggest business in Zanesville there's times that you you just realize man I am chained and I need to be free praise God but I'm telling you the Lord wants to set you free today they're heavy and they're weighting you down and they snuff the joy out of your life and they stop you from giving all to the Lord even in church service praise God there's no freedom of the Holy Ghost in your life when you won't bring your chain problem to an altar of repentance Isaiah said, 43 and 25, he said, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgression, speaking about God. 
for my own sake and will not remember thy sins anymore. I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgression and as a cloud thy sins return unto me for I have redeemed thee. No wonder they wrote songs. I'm redeemed by love divine. Oh, glory, glory. My heart is full of old songs. Christ is mine. All to him I now resign. I have been, I have been redeemed. This is a song of sweet redemption, a song the angels cannot sing. When Jesus comes in clouds of glory, loud the anthem we shall ring. We're going to ring it. We're redeemed. Well, who do you think you are? I'm one of the redeemed tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's blotted out my sin. Psalms 107 and verse 13. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and broke their bands in sunder. Praise God. It's better to trust in the Lord, the Bible says, than it is to put your confidence in man. It's better to trust the Lord than to put the confidence in princess. Praise God. I'm telling you what, we need to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not up on our own understanding. I don't know about tomorrow. Praise God. Hallelujah. Somebody told me one time, I smashed my finger and and the electrician on the job, he said, did you thank the Lord for that smashed finger? I said, absolutely not. He said, no, I thought you Christians did that. I said, no, I'd be afraid he thought I liked it and he'd give me one or two more of them. I didn't thank him because I broke my finger, but I thanked him that it didn't cut it off. You see, stuff happens in life. Troubles come my way and sickness comes my way. It used to upset me when I'd get unemployed or I'd get sick or I'd, or I'd get injured. But it don't bother me as much as it used to. I don't have a pity party real quick anymore. So how can you keep smiling? Somebody told me just today, they said, can't believe you go through all that mess and then you just walk right in the door smiling like everything's okay. Elder Brother Garlitz, he, he said that he preached for a brother in Charleston and, and said that he stayed in their house and they argued. And he said they were in the car. This, this fan, preacher and his wife was in the car and they were going to church and said, man, they just were mad and wasn't speaking after they had an argument and said, man, the preacher just carried on in church and worshiped God. And so when they got back in the car, he said, uh, uh, here, he and Sister Garlitz was sitting in the back and, and she looked at, looked at her husband. She said, I can't believe that you carried on like that in church after you argued with me. He said, well, I wasn't mad at God. I was mad at you. <laughs> you might have had an argument before you come to church tonight, but don't let it be a chain. My wife told me coming up, she said, I don't believe couples when they say they've never had an argument. Had one couple that said that, but the daughter said, no, they didn't argue, but you could hear them discussing things about a mile down the road. Yeah. <laughs> it's normal to have an argument when you're married. Praise God, but don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Don't drag it into the house of the Lord until you are bound by those chains of, uh, of uh, arguments. Praise God. But I want you to know that the Lord wants to deliver you, and you're in the palm of his hand tonight. 
I just heard a story about a little girl and she was on an airplane and, and the plane was having terrible turbulences and, and everybody was scared and they thought they were going to crash land and, and she just stood over like this and finally they, they had a bumpy landing and somebody said, hey girl, how in the world did you not be afraid? She said, well my daddy's a pilot and he always makes sure I get home. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand why stuff happens, but my daddy's in control. I'm going to trust in him with all of my heart. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't have to have a pity party. I'm just like a Timex. I take a licking, but I just keep on ticking. How do I do that? Because I'm in the palm of his hand. I don't have to depend on my own strength, but I'm telling you what, I want to trust in the Lord with all of my heart. King David said that his, foot, his feet had almost slipped, and he went to the house of the Lord, and he was confused because the wicked prosper, and, and he was having a bad time. You ever felt like that, that the evil people were living on the pleasures of life, and all you were getting was the indigestion? That's what David felt like. He said, I went to the house of the Lord and then, then I considered the end. <clears throat> Brother Cody, mansions are going to glisten on the hills of glory. Brother Nehemiah, can't wait to get there. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have a good time by the river of life. Praise God. There's going to be, I'm going to come to your mansion and visit you for a while. I'm going to sit down beside of Abraham and let him tell me about when God told him to take Isaac up the mountain and how he didn't know but there was a ram coming up the other side. You see, God is in absolute control tonight. Praise God. Are you ready to be free? Zechariah 4 and 6, and he answered and spake to me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might and not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Amen. Praise God. You have faith tonight? Yeah. You know how much faith you need to move that mountain that's in your way? You don't need a water bucket full. What if you had a water bucket full? It'd probably cause a big earthquake or something, wouldn't it? Because it only takes just the size of a grain of mustard seed of faith to move a mountain. Do you know that one of us can put 1,000 to a flight and two can put 10,000 to a flight? Man, do the multiplications. There's enough here to run every devil in Zanesville out. Just don't run them toward Ripley. There's enough demons down there. You don't have to stay bound by the chain of depression tonight because there's enough power in this house. There's enough faith in this house to break every chain that's binding you tonight. If you're bound by the chain of addiction, won't you just step out of the aisle and come on down to the altar? If you've been depressed, won't you just step on out? If you felt dirty and sinful or you made a mistake, won't you step on out? Won't we just gather on down to the altar tonight? Come on, I've been to Calvary over and over and over. Won't you just step out and come on down? The Lord wants to break every chain. Nobody needs to know. Hallelujah. What can wash away my sin? 
What can wash away your sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. He's in the house tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Come on up. We're going we're gonna to break some chains by the name of the Lord tonight. Go ahead and sing about the blood. That's what does the work is the blood of Jesus. You want to be free tonight? I had one service and a guy came in and, and, and while I was preaching, he was trembling. He was trembling and he was shaking and, and he had been an alcoholic and his life was a wreck and he didn't, but he felt the Holy Ghost and, and I'm telling you what, it's like he got launched when I gave the altar call and he ran to the altar, repented just about 30 or 40 seconds and started speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. Bad past. Sorrowful history. But he walked out of there with the chains broken. How many is going to believe with me tonight? What are you playing, Sister Rachel? Do I? Never, okay. All oh, the blood that Jesus shed for me that song well way back Woo! on Mount Calvary oh it's the blood that gives me strength from day don't you feel the Holy Ghost right now it will dare it will never lose it's Would you lift your hands right now? He wants to break those chains for you right now. Thank God it flows to the lowest, the lowest valley, the valley of blood. All from day to day. While they had Jesus laying on that old rugged cross, he said, you don't, you don't take my life. I'm giving my life. If the devil knew what was going to happen when Jesus said it's finished, he didn't mean that he was defeated or done for, but he meant that God's eternal purpose had just been consummated on that old rugged cross. And that people in Zanesville, Ohio, on November the 10th could come here and they could be weighed down by the chains of sin or chains of depression or the chains of life and just lift their hands and repent of their sins and ask God to break those chains. You know what? He didn't stop on that old rugged hill far, far away. But it's in Ohio tonight and it's still flowing and it's cleansing and it's delivering because it reaches, sing it with me, to the highest, highest mountain. Oh, thank God that it flows to the low, the lowest valley. Oh, the Lord, that gives me strength.
all of my doubts and it calms all of my fears oh and this same blood it dries all of my tears for the blood Sing it together because it reaches to the highest mountain. Thank God it flows to the lowest valley. Oh, that gives me strength. My son David was called to a meeting at the, in the jail system and they said we want to meet with you so he went in and, and they said you know we don't have any success stories you're the one that has the success stories our program's not working but your program is working and we want you to be over that program they're bringing a rehab center it's a humongous building and and the church is going to be the ones that work there. And, and there's going to be 68 people that they ask, can we bring that 68 people to your church on Thursdays and Sundays? He said, absolutely, you can. Because it's not in a chapter of a recovery center that causes people to be free from chains. You can go to Alcohol Anonymous and, and then you get up every time and say, I'm an alcoholic have a guy in the church that he's coming and I love him and he, he goes and speaks at those places and they do good work but I'll tell you what the deliverance is in the blood of Jesus Christ they've baptized over 350 in the last two and a half years multiple prisoners has came and, and now some of them are preaching how's that happen how does it happen that some of you folks, when you came here, you were addicted and oppressed and, and, and hopeless, but now you've got joy in your heart? I can tell you exactly what happened. Because it reaches to Zanesville, Ohio. You believe it? And it flows to the lows, the lowest valley. I'm so happy for the blood tonight. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the cleansing power of your blood. When we lift our hands, love will never, 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 never lose. It's power. Just 
Let's bow our heads. God, in Jesus' name, how can we thank you for what you've done? For buying us, Lord. For paying the price for our salvation. Lord, we're not our own. We've been bought with a price that we couldn't pay. But thank you, Lord, that we can stand here tonight and lift up holy hands. But there's folks in this congregation that are still bound. Lord, I pray, God, in some way I can convince them that they can be free on this very moment, on this night, on November the 10th, 2019. Lord, that they don't have to walk out of here chained or bound or depressed or deprived. God, but there is power in the precious atoning blood. Thank you for what I feel, Lord, right now. Don't you feel what I feel? Lift your hand if you have a need. You want the Lord to touch you right now. By his stripes, you're healed tonight. In Jesus' name. Oh, God. Hear these folks, Lord. Deliver the depressed. 